Would you look at me dance? dance? Look at me dance, everyone. Look everyone, look at me dance. Watching you dance? Watching you dance? Watching you dance? Take off my pants. Ooh, you sound like a Beastie Boys member almost. I felt more like I was in a. <sighs> what's that fucking band called? Cypress Hill. Okay. That guy, it's like. Insane! Got no brain! Well, Welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Howdy doody. In the booty. Howdy doody booty booty. You don't put duty in the booty. Duty comes out the booty. You can do this technique where you freeze poop and you shove it on in. It's known as turdlin. Would you suggest using your own or someone else's? Uh I suggest your own. I don't want to get diseases involved here. But what about the whole thing, like if you're sick? And there's the whole thing about the poo transplant, which is supposed to help. Oh, yeah. So maybe you want someone else's so you can be healthier. That is true. By the way, hello, my name is Michelle. Hi, my name is Sam. And we are a couple of people who like to criticize things because we have gigantic gaping assholes. Just kidding. We uh, just like to share our different, typically different interests with each other. Uh, We spend a week or so. Listening to each other's suggestions. We cram the music in our heads to form an opinion. And then we just talk about shit. Sometimes we talk about other things as well. We usually talk about things as well. Yeah, most things. Most other things. (laughs) We're not always on brand. Uh, Sometimes I stammer and forget things that I'm talking about. It happens. Tonight I had a margarita, so... I'll do my best. That was not me. That was me. I'm the one with composure. That was me, Michelle. It's probably similar. I don't have a very feminine sounding voice. Hey. Hi. This is this is my impression of you. Hi. I'm Michelle. My name's Michelle. You got a menthol cigarette from me to smoke. I'm Michelle. Hi, Sam. You're the best husband of all time. Please give me a hug. And I say, yes, dear. This is how I sound in my head. Yes, dear. Right away. I beg you for hugs. I love you. I love <laughs> you so much. Give me a hug. Uh, what if he's had, had that voice, but you never smoked a cigarette a day in your life? <laughs> You're just born like that. Does Betsy Sodaro? I wonder if she smokes cigarettes or she just has a naturally. I don't think she did. I don't think she does. I yeah. think she just has a naturally raspy voice. I think some people just have. Oh, yeah. Rasp. What was that? We went to school with that one dude everybody called Frog in middle school. I don't know Maybe what you're he, talking about. He'd be like this. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's me, Jason. His name was Jason something. I can't remember his last name. Jason? Yeah. He was a little bit older than us. He talked like this. We called him Frog. And then there's Stretch. I know Stretch, but I don't know Frog. Stretch has got more one of those voices like an old Western guy. That's like, hey, how y'all doing there? Do you remember Giraffe? He was like, hola, how you doing? Hola, how you doing? I'm a giraffe. How you doing? I do. 
Me too. Good old giraffe. He was around for a while. He he didn't stay, but he was around for a while. And he'd always go, hey, how you doing? Hey, yeah, he was memorable. Uh, he was kind of annoying, if you ask me. I was always into it, especially when I was a senior. When I was a senior and I was getting stoned, everything was funny, so I was fine with it. Hey, how hey. you doing? Hey, I am fine. You know what? Now that I'm talking about it, I loved it. Oh, loved it. Restored your faith in the past. Okay, just for, my, never look back. just for my clarification, you made that up, right? I'm just not <laughs> remembering some kid named Giraffe. I'm going to let you stew in that. <laughs> I can see it happening. Then it's true. All right. I miss you, Giraffe. Hey, how, how you, you doing? doing? Hey, I am fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb as fuck. <laughs> So, you already explained the hook of this podcast, right? Yeah, we have, we have different opinions. And typically, stuff. have uh, I wouldn't even say like opposing views, but we just like different things. Sam's more of a grungy. Well, I mean, I shouldn't I like say metal. that, but you're like a grungy. You're a metally punk dude. I'm a rock and roller, and I'm pretty much a I, lot of the rest of everything else. But I, we do share a lot in common as well that we like. Some rock, some funk, some yeah, old shit. Yeah. But I think it's cool about the whole thing is that we really haven't. There's a lot of stuff that we haven't shared with each other musically. There's a lot of stuff that we kept in a closet. There's a lot of stuff that's like, yeah, I know that you were scared to even bring up. I would say so far we've been relatively easy on each other. Um, we haven't done anything that's really intense, even though I would personally say that Symphony X was excruciating and I still feel like it was a joke and it was not serious but that aside I kind of felt like it was time to throw something at you that I was really hesitant to do but it was something that meant a lot to me as an entire album at a very young age and I felt like because my ears were assaulted, it was time to throw something that I was really nervous about at you. So we have been listening to Middle of Nowhere by Hanson. The one and only. And let me tell you, I have been so anxious to know what your fucking opinions are. <laughs> I'm dying to get into this I've album been, because I want to know what you think. I've been pretty cagey with my actual opinion. Because I feel like you're going to rip this to shreds. <laughs> and I've told you the entire time I'm going to defend this because <laughs> they were fucking boys. They, they were, were just little boys. They were little boys. And little I, boys. in my life, have never done anything that this album that has come close to making money being well known or anything from this album. I've had no success or anything in life I or even any personal like achievements <laughs> of any kind. I've not written any fucking hooky, catchy songs that <clears throat> sold tons of albums worldwide and allowed me to travel the fucking globe before I graduated high school. Did you? Oh, I'm starting. I'm coming into this with my fucking fisticuffs up. I haven't said a word. I know. You already I'm I'm prepared. I'm sorry. I'm I'm fucking going into this. Say just then. What? That I uh, I can't argue with anything you just said. It's very true for their age. I'll say any age. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They did something that's hard, 
It's hard to make a hit anything. And it's they hard were... to make a, an album that is generally liked. I I had an age where I didn't think that, but I definitely think that it, it is hard to write a hit. I don't think it's hard to write pop music in general, but I do think it's hard to write a successful a hit song or a hit album. Yes. So I agree with you on all that. Especially when two-thirds of the people in the band haven't even hit puberty yet. I think it's impressive. And I think that that's something to keep in mind. Although I don't think they wrote the songs. I know. You've said this. Even though (laughs) they have... If you look at writing credits, they've written every goddamn song. All right. That's what they said about Millie Vanilli, too. (laughs) Girl, you know that's not true. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. There's no way that they had writing credits unless they actually wrote the songs. singing credits. I'm sure that they didn't do anything, but they were just faces. I wonder if you look at the fine lines of the Millie Vanilli single, it's like, it actually says vocals provided by... (laughs) as those four people. Vocals provided by... Do you remember that behind the music, Millie Vanilli? I do. Girl, you know it's girl, you know it's girl, you know it's... It showed the group singing the line in like a studio. Okay. they had to re. They had to re-record that, right? They didn't just have happenstance footage from them being in the studio. It was like, oh, we're doing a news story. Can you sing it for us into this microphone? Had to be that, right? I don't know. There's no way they would have had footage from inside the studio of the notorious singers. It probably would have just been of them listening to playback. Yeah, you know it, girl. You know it. It's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love you. That's touching. It is. And personal. It is. It's getting, That's it's why getting I... warm and steamy in here. <laughs> I'm going to bring it down. Turn the lights down. Ooh, we're going to bring a dehumidifier uh, in here. We're going to dehumidify with some <laughs> mentholated water. And on some top of odor it. absorbing um, put, smoke absorbing candles. I'm going uh, <laughs> to put a hydrator in here as well and a dehydrator to make it perfectly level. Just to make sure they're both working hard against each other. And I just came. All right, let's get back to normal. All right, so let's go into the uh, what's behind the scenes with these. Let's hear. So, it. so these are Hanson boys. These are the names of the boys. The, I know them, but let's tell everyone else. Let's start with when they. God. So Hanson formed in 1992. They were three young brothers. And God damn it, if I am <clears throat> definitely don't have this information in front of me right now. Um, but they were all very fucking young. I do know that Zach, the youngest, was the fourth youngest person nominated for a Grammy, which I thought was an interesting. Is fact. MJ number one, you suppose? No, he or was Stevie? lower on the list. It was someone I don't know who it was. It was an eight year old. I didn't recognize oh. the name. Lil um, Milton? I can maybe look that up later. Lil Kim. But they were three boys from Tulsa, Oklahoma. They were the three oldest out of six siblings. I want to go ahead and throw out that now as grown men, they combined out of the three of them have fucking 13 kids, which is insane. There's too many Hansons. That's a lot. The youngest one alone has six already. So the he's Hansons. already matched his parents. They're trying for world domination. I'm not comfortable with it. It sounds like it. So Pretty soon we'll all be in a line singing umbop, <laughs> raising our hands to our almighty furors of blonde. <laughs> so we have members 
Isaac, who we're familiar with, or Ike, but his first name was actually Clark Isaac Ike. Hansen. He was the oldest. He was 16 when it came out. I don't remember the names of everyone I know, or the ages. I know Zach was 13. So I guess Taylor would have been like fucking 14, I think. Yeah. Got a question. Okay. So there's Jordan a, Taylor Hansen. There's a start. I need, I got a question about Ike. Okay. There's a Star Trek movie where. Uh, <laughs> Is this really going to be a question? Yeah. I got a question. It's going to be prefaced with Star Trek. Yeah. I got a question. So William Shatner wakes up from a dream for being in prison and he just goes, Ike. Is he talking about Ike Hansen? No, he's talking about Ike Turner. Oh, makes sense. Do you think he hit him? Oh, yeah. Ike Turner was just getting ready to backhand him. And then William Shatner woke <laughs> up and was like, Ike! Ike! All right. That's So we have Clark Isaac question. Hansen, the oldest. We have... Should have gone with Clark Hansen. Jordan Taylor Hansen. He was known as Taylor. He is better with Taylor. Yes. Should not have gone with Jordan. I agree. Jordan doesn't work for him. Jordan don't work, yo. And then we have Zach, who is the youngest, who is actually our age. Our exact, he's 33 right now? He is 33 right now. Happy birthday, bud. So <laughs> let's get into <laughs> Middle of Nowhere. This was technically their first studio release, but it was their third album release because they had two album indie album releases and there were a, just a few songs that were brushed up cleaned up prettied up put on this Produced. album yes extra production quality extra production and let's uh let's jump into middle of nowhere by hansen this was released in 1997 we would have been because this, this would have been, uh, <clears throat> well, this came out in the spring. It was pre-summer. So, so 11? We would have been 11. Gotcha. So I was. What grade is that? Uh, fifth grade. So I had already started okay. my period. I had already had hormones wow. flying. Wow. You got boobs? I was. You got you got sweet little fifth grader boobs? Not yet. I was an A cup in fifth grade, and then I came back over the summer in sixth grade and I had a C cup and a lot of girls gave me shit and said that I had had a boob job. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when a poor white trash girl, uh, hangs out at home over the summer and jerks off to her dad's action movies. God. Yeah. He can definitely afford to give her fake boobs. These hangers are not paid for these. Huh. If these things were paid for, those are all natural. They'd be, they wouldn't be looking like, Natural lady boobies. Those are all natural. I can tell when they hit me in the face. <laughs> Just yeah. from the smacking sound. You prefer natural boobs. That's fine. Right? <laughs> yes. Unless you want me to get these suckers all plastic no. up and fixed and modified and stuff. Uh, but to be honest, I don't really have a problem with any boobs. Like, boobs, boobs are boobs, boobs. Pretty much. All right. They serve the purpose. I don't think... I don't think you. I don't think any girl needs to get implants. I don't think they should ever feel like they have to. Because I feel like most that do that, right? Isn't it a personal? It's not like there's not medical reason. It's because they usually just feel bad, yeah. or they or they, or they had, had a mastectomy, yeah, or they had, to, and that's yeah, more yeah. that they just don't want to. And they used to have them, yeah. And they so were used to them. And it's it's like what they're still used feel like to a woman having. Way, right? So yeah, and they still want to be able to like fit in their shirts, and, and that everything. makes sense. And those reasons yeah. make sense, but like. When I think of boob job, I think of like dumb bimbo Hollywood 
Just like, look at my boob job. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that doesn't need to happen. Well, on the opposite end of the spectrum from from fake plastic stuff, let's go to this sweet little uh, Oklahoma, (laughs) Tulsa, Oklahoma boy group of these three brothers who are just following their dreams, trying to be different and stand out. Hanson, thinking of you. I swear they were Canadian, by the way, this album sounds. Nope. Zach's on drums. Oh, here we go, people. Turn it up. Isaac plays the guitar, and Taylor is keyboard and main vocals. His name's Ike. Heaviest inside of big events, you see food, but you can get I fucking adored this. I, I'm just going to say, I was obsessed with this album. I was obsessed with this band. Obsessed. You still enjoy them, too, right? I still enjoy them because they have not stopped making music. I enjoy them. They're, they just do their own thing. They don't need to fit into... They did not follow along with the corporate shit. Because they were signed to Mercury Records. And then they were purchased or merged with what was it I can't remember it wasn't I don't remember what it was but they kind of got they had shitty promotion because like in the transition they there wasn't a lot of promotion for their album after this so they just like really suffered career wise because of the transition between the two record companies and not having the time to really promote so that's why the died well, they didn't quite die because they had a couple. There was an album after this, and then I think maybe one more where they had some hits on. Because their album after this was out during like TRL time, and they were on TRL and shit. <clears throat> I remember Hanson being a big fucking deal at one point. I was obsessed. So there was this one time Hanson had a Christmas special, and I had my dad record it for me because I had the flu. And he set the. VCR, he didn't, he didn't just, he wasn't watching like I would have. So the beginning like minute cut off and I had, I've had to live my entire life until now, not knowing how that special begins. You remedied it, you remedied it though, right? I've never seen the beginning. I've never. Oh, we got to find this for you. (laughs) We're going to do this. It's not worth it. Oh, we're going to find it. I'm going to make my baby's dreams come true. So what do you think? I mean, I know this is super fucking, like, cheesy pop music, but I want to know. Let me let a little bit play first so others can hear. Again, two of them have not hit puberty, so... Yeah, let let it play for a second. I want people to hear his voice. Squeaky voices. He's not going to sing Okay, so here's my right off the bat when this song started. I was able to handle the music, but as soon as that little boy's voice kicked in, mm-hmm. I just his voice is just so grating to me, just because of the the the, the squeak in it. Oh, there's a total squeak. It just reminds me. Uh, it's, it's, it's a rough time to record an album. It is. It is. But it's like everything I hate about a like a <laughs> girl's voice, mm-hmm. I hear in his voice. Okay. So that's really troubling for me. But uh, I don't know. I just. 
I don't have, I don't hate things anymore. Like I don't, I don't have that kind of energy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I just don't, I, for some reason, I don't know what age it happened. It might've happened when we started this podcast. Uh huh. I just stopped being like, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, and I know. I know I'm not expecting I don't like you the, to like it. I don't it. like the chord progressions. <laughs> uh, I don't like the happiness of it. I'm not a happy, not a happy guy like that. Yeah. But I will say this. They're, they're kids. It's crazy that they got this good of a tone. If they are playing all the instruments on this, which I'm giving them, I know joking, I'm always saying that like, ah, I don't think they're doing this and blah, blah, blah. But I do have my suspicions that certain things were the drums sound really tight at times, and I don't think an 11-year-old... I might be wrong, and if Hanson hears this, I apologize completely and would love to know if these are you all you, are all you guys playing. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it was them playing everything yeah. that they said they did. And it sounds good. They're very talented. I remember watching them behind the music, and they did... They were playing like county fairs and stuff. Yeah, when they were really when little, really boys, little, they yeah, did like Rock Robin and stuff. So they're and... obviously ready. They're obviously tight with each other. Mm-hmm. They're brothers. Pantera were brothers, so I, I already have like a, I like it when there's brothers in bands because yeah. you just have a natural f- timing with each other. Almost, you don't even have to talk about it. I would think so, and you have like similar tones and stuff because yeah. typically you have similar-ish sounding voices with your siblings. Uh-huh. So the theme for me throughout this whole album is just going to be that. That little boy's squeaky voice just, it just hurts me the whole time. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't squeak, he sounds good. And it's well, just unfortunate for him that it he's was a growing rough pubes time. right then. <laughs> I don't know if he was even growing pubes yet, but I I can say that uh, I think that his voice is not great even to this day. It's not like the best voice, but I think it serves a purpose and I think it works for them. Yeah. I think he hits notes. Great. And I think, yeah. And I think that they are, they they were able to write and create and perform things that I wouldn't have even thought of at that age. So the fact that they were so driven from such a young age is, is neat to me because I think it's interesting to see that there are people who are just born different. There are just some different people out there who are driven and motivated their entire lives and just can't stop. They can't turn it off or it's really hard to. And I think it's, I think it's just neat to see that from a young perspective and yeah. And to to know that they still continue to do it as adults. Yeah. Which is neat, but also kind of like, how can you spend that much fucking time with your family? They obviously like each other. Obviously. Um, I was going to say this. I think it's interesting too with this, that most of the time when it's like family bands like this or family something, or Mm -hmm. there's a kid, usually you hear of the parents as well. Like with Macaulay Culkin, you heard about his dad all the time. like. Like Drew Barrymore and the Jackson Five, you mm-hmm. heard about uh, Joe all the time. Yeah, I've never heard a fucking thing about these parents. No, I don't feel like these parents were going, "Hey, get out there!" Like, like I know Joe was going, "Get out there, motherfuckers! You gotta make me money." Well, shit! If you want to talk about the Jacksons, when um, I don't know who it was, but once another one got 
old enough, they went from the Jackson 5 to the Jacksons because there was another oh, yeah. one who was added. And then fucking Latoya was pushed. Yeah. Fucking Janet was there. pushed. Make they no were money. all pushed. Make and no there are younger Hanson siblings who I think are not in the public eye yeah. by choice. I don't feel like the parents ever were like, go so, do this. I so, think the kids were like, yeah. hey, mom, dad, we want to be in a band. And they were probably like, well, of course, dears. Yeah. Let's go get you some instruments. Well, and they were homeschooled. So ah, a lot of time. Typically, it seems, and they weren't Mormon. They were evangelical Christian, but they seemed to be actually, it seemed to be homeschooling in a good way. And I've seen homeschooling be good for people, where the people who at least started being homeschooled, which, I mean, they were homeschooled throughout the entire time. Oh, I'm sure, plus with a... Traveling, but, but to see and a touring schedule, yeah. But to see them be so successful and start out from not being from what you would think like as socially connected and out there with other people, because because that's like the biggest argument for like against homeschooling yeah. is wanting kids to be around your kid to be around not other kids. Socially awkward. Yes, you want them to be around people their own age and interact and make friends. And stuff like that. And these guys have seemed to not have a problem with that. So obviously the parents were doing something right if we've never heard about them. Yeah, not once. So good for them. And the guys, all none of them have ever gone crazy. They all still have really good fucking heads on their shoulders. They just seem really into what they're fucking doing. They're dedicated to being best, the best that they can be and always trying to be better and do something different. So. Let's go. Uh, Let's do it. So thinking of you, by the way, which we did just listen to, that Ooh, was... Uh, you been thinking about me? What? That was one of the five singles from the album. So thinking of you is actually the fifth and final single. <laughs> I just thought of something funny. What? We go from Alanis, who had seven? Six. Six singles? Starting with the last. And then this has five. Single, Yeah. But her album started with her last single, and this album is doing the same thing. And then Symphony X was absolutely none. Yeah, they didn't have any singles at all. <laughs> I did look that up. Something scary just happened, by the way. What? They tried to restart. Restart? It tried to restart. The computer, man, it popped up with this thing like, bang, bang, like looking at me like, I'm going to do something now. Like, oh, fuck, we're about to lose 26 minutes. But we're good. Don't restart. So we're, yeah, don't restart. All right. So let's go. Let's, or restart. Let's move on to the first single. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. The biggest single. Oh, my God. The song that everyone knows if they know anything about Hanson. And if you don't, you're lying. It's this song. Here Bob. we go. Oh, yeah. Turn it. Shut up. I guess I'm the guy with the knobs. You are the guy with the knobs. Turn that shit up, Sam. I've got the nibs. You've got the knobs. (laughs) The nibs. So you have so many relationships in this life, but only one or two will last. Yeah, I agree. You go through all the pain and strife. You turn your back and they're gone so fast. If that's not the fucking truth, I have two friends as an adult right now. Two friends as an adult. It's pretty goddamn sad. I'm gonna bet that uh, a lot of adults have two friends. It's fucking lonely being an adult. Yeah. I think it's up to you as an adult to then do things outside. Like, 
this is when people would say like, oh, well, then it's time for me to like get a gym membership or join a poker club or... In this case, for me, if you weren't in trouble, it would be like, let's move and start somewhere else and like make people... I would like to make friends based on who I am now and not just what I was raised to be around. Grandfathered in, as someone said. Yeah, because... You know, you want to make sure you have those people in your life that matter, because in an mbop they're gone, in an mbop they're not there. God, I remember and you, and you can plan, you can plant all of these seeds, but you don't know what's gonna grow. And if this song isn't fucking smart as shit, written by a bunch of little tiny boys who didn't know what they were actually writing. Ike is not tiny. He was 16 when it came out. Yeah, but he's not tiny. He's a tall, freakish, ghoulish man. Sorry, Ike. He's not anymore. Yeah, he definitely grew. They all grew into themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like it was almost a disservice that they were kids. I agree. It was a disservice and it was help. It was a help in the fact that it was like, oh man, look at these kids doing this. But then it's also now everyone who thinks of Hanson that didn't keep up with them. Think of these little boys. Think of these, these little boys. It's really corny. Yeah. And like you think of this goop. Didn't one of them have braces? I feel like the Ike looked like Butthead. Yeah, he eventually <laughs> had braces. Did he look like Butthead? <laughs> he did. And then, <laughs> and then it's we watched that lack of chin yeah, situation. Yeah. Which and then he grew a goatee. Poor they guy. got older, and we watched that symphony video, and they all look like good, like they look like normal people. Like, There's so a thing a, about men growing facial hair, man. And of course they do, though, because they it just, makes the man look they nice. They were kids. It just so happens. That everyone that got they got burned into everyone's memory as kids. Imagine if you were burned into everyone's memory as a kid. As a child. Yeah. Like, no, I'm an adult and I've I've continued doing things. Yeah. yeah, but you made that fucking annoying song. What are you talking about? You know that song. You know who I am because of that song. Yeah, and you jammed, motherfucker. My brother liked this song, and I'm gonna say, he also wanted to fuck the middle one. <laughs> because he thought they were all three girls. Which is insane it's to me. It's pretty insane because I've never once thought they actually look like girls, and it me took neither. me. I went through pictures because I was talking to Mel, and then I was—he only knows this hand Mbop song. Yeah. Which I think I'm gonna say 90 percent so of people. So this is the do. Mel corner. This is the Mel corner, but it's not a long Mel corner. No. I was telling Mel about this. And I was showing him pictures, and I was trying to find a picture of Taylor. It's his name, right? Yes. Looking the most like a girl, and it took a bit. To be like, okay, this one he actually does look like, like a, a girl. screenshot from a video. Yeah. But they were like looking up. It was like mm-hmm. the angle he was looking up. Oh, they're looking at you straight. That. Yeah. They look like little boys. They just look like boys with long hair. So this leads me to this. My brother wants to fuck little boys. <laughs> <laughs> or at least just I didn't certain mean that, Bob. in particular. I didn't mean that. Oh, do you, uh, Bob's get definitely Bob back gonna, on the podcast. He's definitely going to be listening to this. He's going to be like, oh, man, I had this album. Oh, oh yeah. Jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> they um, were skateboarding in this video. Do you remember they? that? Oh, I got to go jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half of this video was them skateboarding really? in a parking lot. Fuck, I should have watched it. Them skateboarding? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if they hurt their hands? That's an insurance pr- problem. Because they yes. hadn't become anything yet. Yeah, that's fine. They were just boys with dreams. I condone skateboarding even as a musician. Just do it. If you hurt your hand, just play that night and get it assessed the next day. Plus, they're kids, so they heal fast. That's true. That's true. And they're probably successful enough if they hurt their hand. They could just be like, hey, we got a guy. We hired him on. He's going to play the acoustic. 
I don't know if it's something that they kept up with. I think it was a hobby until the actual singing thing and touring took off for them because oh, they, they toured skateboarded? constantly. I thought it was just they were jumping up on curbs on curbs and shit. Oh, so they were like ollieing and things. They looked like they were able to control the skateboard huh. to some extent. I'm gonna have to watch this video now. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to watch the Mbop video. Uh, I want to say something about Mbop. Okay, huge hit. Huge hit. Remember when it came out? It sold the album. The album sold over 10 million copies because of this song. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there were song. five singles, but it was this song for sure. And I remember trying to learn it on guitar for Bob because he liked the song. And I remember playing a video game called Skitchin where you were a rollerblader. Okay. And you would... Skitchin is... Skitching is an actual thing where you grab onto the back of a car, whether you're on a skateboard or rollerblades. Sorry. Inline skates. Ooh. And you just hold on to the back of the car, and it drags you, right? Okay. That's called skitching. So I'd play this game, and I remember listening to Hanson. And I feel like I listened to more of the album, but I really didn't recognize <clears throat> any of the songs besides, like, the first two. And the first one took, like, two listens to be yeah. like, oh, wait, I think I've heard this. And that just might be me be, being like, I've heard this twice. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it already burned in because they're all just simple, catchy pop songs it's very catchy i understand why it was a big hit Mm -hmm. it makes sense makes total sense and for girls my age i was i i went through puberty at 10 did you think that's when i was taylor cute was he your one taylor was my one of course he was taylor was everyone's one he's the golden-faced one and he was the most talented butthead ike isn't gonna get he was the lead singer he seemed to be the main uh songwriter yeah i wonder if he was i i don't know he seems to kind of be and i don't mean this in any disrespect to the other members not that they would ever hear this oh i sent i'm emailing this straight to him (laughs) i should start doing that to artists like reviewed your album here you go but he just always seemed to be more the brainchild and that could just be because people wanted him to be the one talking or yeah. because he chose to be the one who yeah. spoke out the most. But I think Isaac kind of did, too, as the older brother. So, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but it seemed like... It's like Alvin with, and the Chipmunks. With Taylor being the focus, it seemed like he may have also been... Not, not that they weren't all equally in control, but there's no way the younger youngest brother, who was 11, there's no way he had equal fucking say over everything. Guaranteed publicist just went... You know, here's the dynamic. You're the older one. You're the one who like holds everything down. And then but you're Taylor the cute usually one. took over. You're the cute one. I mean like holds it down like as in like Hey, come on guys, let's get yeah. back to practice. Like if they had a sitcom, he Ike would walk in and be like, oh, Taylor, Zach, you're supposed to be practicing your scales and oh Taylor would be like, Oh, but I'm brushing my hair and then Zach <coughs> would and then Zach would be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm I can't crazy. find my socks. That's Whoa. exactly what would be happening. I remember hating that fucking kid. Mm-hmm. Hated Zach. They were on an episode of The Weird Al Show. Yes. Yes. It's The Weird Al Show. And it was uh, glorious for me. It was uh, technically some sort of religious moment for me. I need to watch that, too. Them on... Weird allergist, Absolutely. weird allergist show in general. Well, it, both. <laughs> it was uh, it was very exciting for me when they were on. So there. you watched the Weird Al show? I got up on Saturdays to watch it. It was fantastic. 
So let's uh let's I say we uh I, I said I'll say I'll say we move on to the fourth single, which is not what I was actually gonna do. Um, I forgot that there since okay. Oh, you got you got a little special treat for me. I here? do. So there is someone named Leo. I played some songs previously. Leo. I don't know who Leo is. I don't know if it's just someone who has decided to take a bunch of pop songs and make metal versions of them so i hate these kinds of things yes and we've listened to leo's i think we listened to a couple of his alanis morissette covers so we're gonna listen to his cover of mbop real quick and see how this goes it's not gonna go well oh it's coming in louder so There's something about metal covers of pop songs that make me fucking irate. It just seems like... Cheap? Easy? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, I... yeah. I thought he was going to be like... So there, I mean, we talk over most of the songs, so it's hard to ever hear us talk specifically about the songs themselves anymore because we just fucking talk about other things and don't actually respect the songs like we probably should. No. But there was a part in Mbop that my sister would always hear when it says, and they're, and they're gone so fast. Yeah, yeah. My sister would always hear and say, and the girl shit her pants. So I've said that <laughs> my entire fucking life since then. Um, so, yeah. That'll, That's what I'm saying That'll come up here and then. So one and the of the girls, things that we also talked about earlier is this uh, string theory, Hanson thing. So last year, Hanson put out this string theory. Okay. Yeah, this album thing. And there, uh, there's this orchestral take on a bunch of their songs. It's like a 20-plus track album. And they did, it's called String Theory. Um, so they did different takes on some of their biggest hits. So I do want to play a few of those songs throughout this. And uh, not in its entirety. This is actually shorter than the Just original get a, get track. A taste. So this was recorded last year. So this is what Hanson sounds like. So this is really recent. Recently, currently, now. As men. So his voice never got like super pretty, but... No, but he doesn't have that crack that he had as a... He's a man now. ...pubalizing boy. He's made six babies. He's spitting out man juice like crazy. Everywhere, it's just everywhere. <laughs> People are slipping on the halls on his Taylor jizz. Want to hear the orchestra? Here we go. You know what it sounds like? Oh, 
old symphony. Took so a that's... took a page from Metallica. They did. Did they? Yeah, Metallica that did that fair? years ago. That doesn't years mean ago. Fucking thing. Oh, it means that Metallica owns the rights to all f- future endeavors. Anyone doing related. any sort of orchestral version <laughs> of anything is you know who it is actually, a fucking ode to Metallica. I'm actually giving Suck that to, my. Dick. I'm actually giving it to Frank Zappa. I'm sure it was him first. Oh, I thought you were going to say like GNR or some other garbage. Oh man, I forgot about GNR, my favorite band of all time, Guns and Roses. So since I was going to jump. A joke. I was going to move forward, but wasn't paying attention to what I had before me. So let's move along to the fourth single. Oh, we're back. Weird. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is where it gets a little serious. Anything that he does that's ballady at this time, vocally... Almost sounds excruciating because his voice is so underdeveloped. Yeah. And it is squeaky. You know what I do like about this song? Hmm. Listen to the snare tone. It's a very tight headed snare. I enjoy that. Is that why you think it's not a child doing it? No. That's a pretty simple beat. No, I don't. I don't think this would be the one that I would say that a child didn't do it. This one seems pretty easy to jump. And I'm... My official stance is not that that he didn't play. I just have one back of my head... One back of my head theory that one late night the producer was just like, Hey, I got three tracks that he kind of fucked up on. Can you come in? Someone could have come in and fucking tightened something up, but... Maybe. But I'm going to give it to him. Because I like thinking of a kid being able to do this. But this song is fucking rough for me. I just hate ballads in general. Yeah. I can't think of one ballad or song that sounds like this from any artist ever. So it's just... I just cannot stand <laughs> This is when I texted you at work. Like, oh, you, you really pulled away me on me this one. How we all get a little bit weird sometimes. Love it. Also, fuck off. <laughs> I also don't think it's very strange that there's kids singing these songs. I can't. They've always that pulls had, like, me out of it too. They've always had like a more mature uh, perspective. It seems they've always handled themselves really well. They've always been pretty well spoken in interviews. They've never gone crazy. They've never gone off the rails. They just always seem like smart, talented, decent people. Jimmy Pardo has nothing but good, nice things to say about them after meeting them. He said they were such nice men, <laughs> which is which is why it's uh, strange for him to write songs about pain <laughs> or, breaking, or breaking up with people at the age of fourteen. Maybe it was really hard to be homeschooled. Maybe they did feel lonely, and maybe the few um, playground relationships that they established and then lost were devastating for them. Maybe they did have perspective, but it was more extreme because of their homeschool upbringing. Maybe they wanted the purple Legos, and the dad would only buy red Legos. So it was like the loss of a human being? 
Yeah, so he was like, isn't it strange how my dad doesn't buy me the Legos I wanted sometimes? I liked, I always liked the song, because even though it's cheesy, it's always nice to have someone be like, hey, sometimes we're all fucking weird. Sometimes we're yeah, fucking weird. The lyrics themselves are fine. So I'm like, yeah, I understand the disconnect that you would have with the sound itself, especially with something like that. They're little boys with little girl voices at this time. So, I mean, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Back to Mel, because we got to finish up the Mel corner. Oh, we do. He thought, I was like, I was like, my brother wanted to fuck a little boy. And he was like, they're boys? So Mel also, from the sound of it, thought that they were ladies. I still don't think that they sound like women. I think they they sound like prepubescent boys. I I agree with you. I'm not one of the people that ever thought they were girls. I never. Yeah, I just don't hear I'm that. I'm not there with you. I've just never. And by the way, fuck you, Mel. And fuck off, Mel. You're not <laughs> listening. So fuck you up the ass because you wouldn't like that. But I hear that you're happy with a kitty. So I'm happy for you there. Um. Let's move along to a song that is four minutes and 20 seconds long exactly. Speechless. All right. Yeah. Light him up, brother. Oh, yeah. This is the widest song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they were big fans of, like, REO Speedwagon and Michael McDonald. Oh, that's what you hear? I hear them trying to be a I funk no band. fucking clue. I hear them trying to be a funk band. Well, they actually grew up listening to a lot of soul music. So they originally did a lot of covers like that that were old rock and roll tunes and soul tunes. Because they, they listened to a lot of like Otis Redding and Aretha Franklin and shit like that because of their parents. So they've always had more of kind of a groove to their sound to me it's made them stand out a little bit are you okay i was dancing and wiggling in my chair since i hurt my ribs on the ramp the other day it just popped on me my ribs have been hurt like a motherfucker it, something popped yeah that's felt, not good felt it in my rib on the side oh hold on just a second by the way okay <laughs> Thank you. It's so funny to go from one type of cheese on the last episode to another type of cheese. That's true. So this is something that you had mentioned, wanting to I decipher to... between the cheeses. I agree with you. This is going to be hard to do. It would be hard to do because you'd have to associate certain things with certain types of cheese, and people would have to remember it. And the only thing... I know, I'd have to make like an actual cheese chart that would go up on the wall. That's dumb as fuck. That's just too much. That's why I think... <laughs> Like something that's good would be Gouda. It'd be that's Gouda. But but, but that's cheesy as fuck to say. Yeah, that's why it's perfect because it's, it's cheesy itself. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to find all sorts of segments of cheese. So like my type of cheese would have been a, like I'm a Swiss cheese and you're a Gouda cheese. Yeah, but what about Holy makes something like like that? How do you decipher based on whether something is good or not? How, do, how is that's that comparable we, to whether we, something is we, creamy or hard say, or soft? It doesn't make sense. That's why we can't say if it's good, if it's Gouda. You just say, we just assign things that are on the top of your head. This type of cheese is this. Bam. <laughs> and then later, when it reminds you of another album, you go, oh, yeah, that was Swiss. 
well, but we're not doing it because it's too hard. We just we just proved it with that conversation. <laughs> well, all I know is that everything that sucks would be Limburger cheese. I'm down with that. Have you ever smelled Limburger cheese? No, but I want to now that you brought it up. It smells like I love the most things rotten bo. We used to feed it to the nuns when I worked at a convent. <laughs> they loved Limburger cheese. They loved Limburger cheese, but it would nuns smell the entire fucking kitchen up. <laughs> Horrid. No one liked dealing with it. When they they would request it, be like, "Can we have some Limburger cheese?" And it'd be like, "God damn it, we have to put the Limburger cheese out." Horrible. Somebody just tell them they stopped making it. Is it like a? <laughs> does it have something to do with Catholicism? Because I've never heard of anyone else being super into Limburger cheese other than I've nuns. Know nothing about Limburger cheese. So I either need. I've never seen it. I've never smelled I need it. Catholics to come out either in defense or uh, <laughs> in denial. To come out too. Of Limburger cheese, is this a Catholic thing or not? Or is this a nun thing? So if there are any nuns out there listening... Or is this an old person? Let us know. Are they old? Gotta be old. Well, yeah. They're all old? Yeah, all old. What would would you say the youngest nun that was there? No idea. It seemed like that's where... Because that's where the (laughs) nuns almost like retired to. Oh, really? Did you... This is the area where the nuns shit themselves? Yes, because there was basically like a nursing home wing. There still is. It still exists. That's so weird. God didn't save you on that one, did you? <laughs> or did he not? Well, she married him, so... Is that he, what nuns do? I mean, they technically like marry God, and then oh. I uh, guess they he enslaves them. <laughs> That's about. That's what religion does, right? It, it enslaves you. I don't know. I'm not touching that one with a twenty foot pole. Hey, get a little hot. A little hot. Hot. So we're still just hanging out at a boys, figuring things out about their life. What was that song even about? Just grooving, right? Aren't they just like get on the beat? Uh, it's. Yeah, it's the way you walk around me, the way you talk around me, you act so speechless, you got nothing to say. You got nothing to say? Nothing to, nothing to say. Yeah. You don't even remember. No. You're totally in another world. That's why you just start having other conversations over the songs, because you don't even want to listen and talk no, about I them. No, I listen. I, I like to listen. Well, let's get I to your... I can only talk about a song for so long, then no matter well, what. Well, we'll see about that, <laughs> because you've been talking about this song since you've uh, listened to this. Oh, this yeah. is the second single. Oh, this yeah. is what I assume will be Sam's favorite track. Just kidding, but I just like to say that here is Where's the Love. Oh. <laughs> Woo, this reminds me of Weird Al. Does it? Yeah, the energy does. Let me turn it up a little bit. This song made me think like, okay, so people will understand that they're not just little boys anymore and that they're trying to like do something and they just never got the respect I wanted them to. Poor brothers. Those poor Canadian boys. (laughs) Well, they're technically more like Southern than we are. (laughs) Makes sense. Okay. I've been saying all week, too, that... You're thinking that it's me? You're fooling. That he's two steps away from a Michael Jackson voice. Don't hear it, but okay. Two seconds away from hearing it. (laughs) Is it this song? This reminded me of it. Just listen for a second. At the end of phrases, he does a lot of... (laughs) 
And he does squeak. I agree. And he goes, he does that same like Michael, like, where it sounds like you're kind of pooping for a second. Oh, he's definitely straining. His voice is in a weird right, spot. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, let's listen, listen to this. Let's hear it. Yeah. Beautiful. Then Ow. listen, listen. Shame on. Did you hear it? Do you see? Do you hear Ike's lower? Yeah. Oh yeah. Voice. Yeah. He has hit puberty. Oh, Ike's balls have dropped. <laughs> Ike's balls have dropped. <laughs> I want to say something about that Star Trek episode. I don't think you ever find out who the fuck Ike is. Like, for some reason, he just wakes up and goes, Ike! Just one of those up-in-the-air things? I think so. I, my mind, William Shatner, was like, I'm saying this. By the way, this song is a... Wow. It's still in cheese territory. Just because it's so happy. Yeah. I think I, think I have a problem where I... Well, it gets dark here. Dark. Oh, here we go. Listen to Adam Sandler. There's the baby. An oldest. We gotta change our point of view. So what were you saying about the cheese? Being that it's beautiful. The <laughs> message is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually do like the message of the song. I've been finding a lot with the albums you've been giving me. There's some thought in it. There's. I seem to like music that isn't rooted in real emotion. Okay. It's either, and if I do or did at one point, it was in anger. Okay. Other than that, I seem to like things that aren't like real. Okay. Like war stuff. That makes sense. All completely made up. Yeah. And then when I listen to the albums that you like, it's like literally about like life lessons and stuff. <laughs> so, which. I think made you a more emotional person growing up. I think it was just than I was, where I'm just like. I think it was comforting the fact that I'm an emotional person. Yeah, oh, that's that's a good point too. So it's a very interesting dynamic to hear. Like, I listen to songs about like monsters that they just like made up. Like, oh, they made a creature song. Ah, <laughs> this is fun. Oh, they're talking about knights. Yay! And I do admit that it is this whole album. Like, they are all trying to stand for something and say something even though they're little boys which is kind of weird but they've never stopped being these people so it's yeah, it's just one of the situations true. to me where it's like they've just always been these people and who they are so if anything it's neat that they were able to establish themselves in time even though it may not have been the best time for them all vocally and whatnot it's good that they... And really, who cares? Like, it's just my personal, like, it's just grating to my ear that I don't like to squeak. No, I, I'm general, sure that they though, feel that way, too. It's cool that they went out and were like, I'm, we're making a fucking album. Yeah. They we're made money this. and they fucking toured and played and sweat all over stages. and they made way more money playing music than I ever have in, in when they were 11. And played two more people. I don't even know if it's about money. I think that they just, they never stopped doing they've what they've done. They've played way more shows than I have. Way more. To they, way more people. They've never stopped. Yeah. So, and that's another thing I'm coming to terms with too as I'm getting older and, and was like, I don't want to say bitter, but it's the only word I can come up with for a long time. Like, God, all these people, they did way better than I ever fucking did. Like, <laughs> who am I to be judge their thing with like, they did it and I saw it. I did something and they didn't see it. <laughs> so fuck, they got me on that one, didn't they? 
Yeah, but it's not always good to compare yourself to other people, especially when you're very different than those other people. No, that's what I'm starting to not do, is just be like... Pardon. I'm I'm not comparing myself by comparing myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, There was a point where I'd be like... Where you would oh, be bitter, well, fuck, but you're not bitter anymore? Fuck that. Hey, me, 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 me. Or are you saying that you're still bitter? But now, I'm no, I'm not bitter because now I'm like, hey, you had success. Kudos to you. How the fuck did you do it? And that's how I came into this with my fists up. Like, they were just boys doing their best. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to go into a different character for a second. Uh-oh. I'm going to go into a character of kind of what you thought I might have been. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, Michelle. What the fuck did you give me? Ugh. Next song. Chop, chop. Next song. All right. Cut it short. Next song. Well, this character is what I expected to be true. So let's just say that. Let's um listen to the string theory version of Where's the Love. They really learned how to sing with each other by this age, too. Their voices are so tight together. That's got to be a, an advantage of being family members. I'm a sucker for harmonies. A huge fucking sucker for harmonies. Bob and I used to be able to sing like that together, but it went away. Shut the fuck when up. Stop practicing. <laughs> God damn it. Can you imagine Bob and I going to some beautiful harmony together? Never. Just over dinner after we carved the turkey. I think this this like dramatic sound works with the orchestra in this. It definitely makes it way more dramatic. Yeah, the strings. I brought up the Metallica album earlier. And I, I didn't. I'm not a real big fan of symphonizing symphonizing songs. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I didn't like the Metallica album either. They picked oh. it up. Yeah, they did. I also wonder too, like a conductor always does the tempo, mm -hmm. right? Do you think he relies more on Zach, the drummer, for the tempo, and he just does like cues more? You know, like conductors, they'll do the tempo and then they'll like. Then they'll point at like the clarinets and like raise them up louder or something. My experience from being a choir girl is that the only person who is in control is the conductor. They're the one telling you what to do and how to Tempo do it. Tempo-wise and everything? Yes. Even with Hanson though? I mean, he's, Hanson hired these guys. I don't know why you ask me these questions like I'm going to have any fucking insight. Because I thought you watched it. <laughs> Six I mean, times before this I thought you took how notes How would that give me any insight into that the, answer? I thought you had the conductor's name The tuba player's name So you want me to you want me to somehow know Who was the driving force yeah. behind this? I mean, if we're going to do this podcast You're going to have to do a writing show I mean, come on Listen to these adult sounds Hold on These adult voices Ooh, That's nice This is I claim the lead guitar, right? Yeah. I like it way better with the symphony. <laughs> I like to hear the older take on things. Being able to hear it before they hit puberty and see how they've changed things and adjusted them as adults, I think from any perspective would be interesting. But obviously, I like this because I like Hanson, so... 
Because you love Hanson. I do. You I always that have. Bean to Hanson. No, that's. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> I don't think it goes there. I think my my pre. Well, I wasn't prepubescent at that time. I hit puberty before they came out, but uh, I actually loved them. <laughs> my heart was just there. I had posters on my walls of them when my brother decided to be an asshole and would do things like mix up my eyeshadows and destroy things that belonged to me just for whatever reason because he was mad at me. Um, he's a little brother. But my older sister let him in our bedroom, which we shared, and let my brother come in, who was mad at me for whatever fucking reason, and sprayed a bunch of hairspray on my Hanson poster and ruined it. That motherfucker. Can we go find him right now? I don't know how to find him, which is actually kind of sad. <laughs> I don't know how to reach my brother at all. He moved to West Virginia with my mother, and uh, I don't believe lives with her anymore, and I don't know how to reach him, and it sucks. You would have to talk to your mom, probably. Uh, and that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So let's move on to the next song, which I've got some bones to pick with this, and I'm going to go ahead and preface this. Is this break time after this song? Not quite. Really? It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> it shouldn't be. We have one more song after this. Okay. But this is a song that I think is fucking... Um, oh, we could break after this if you want to. Whatever you... It it's doesn't really to, matter. I am more asked to gauge where we're at time-wise. Because I, can't, I usually know where we're at in the middle of things. And for the time I'm looking at right now, we're destined to have a long episode. <laughs> well, I'm... We can... We can manage that a little better. No. Um, so this More is... More Hanson. I want three hours. So like I said, they were a homeschooled. And this next track is called Yearbook. And I've got a fucking bone to pick with it because do you think that their mom like took pictures of them and their younger siblings and like made a fake yearbook? Absolutely. And put like her picture over and over again for like the custodial principal. stuff, yeah. the principal, uh-huh. the fucking... Uh, yeah. yeah, the lunch the lady. The dad was the vice fucking... principal. The dad was never there during school time, I'm sure. But I don't, don't know. Don't you talk shit I about I know nothing about it. So let's go. Jim Hansen that way. Let's get to the most. Oh, is that their dad's name? Please tell me their dad's name was have... Jim Hansen. I have no idea. But let's get to the spookiest, most. <laughs> he sounded like this. Ominous sounding song on the entire album. I'm Jim Hansen. Yearbook. This song is very goofy to me. It's so dramatic, especially knowing that they never actually went to school. But this song, I want to go into this before the lyrics start, that this has no specific meaning. They don't stand behind anything with it. They just say it's open to interpretation, but it's very dramatic. It reminds me of Lincoln Park when it kicks in right there. Just that section as soon as it kicks in. <clears throat> bow, bow. Beautiful. Dear Amy, see you in September. Hear the MJ? I don't hear it as MJ. I mean, the influence. I'm not saying, do you hear Michael Jackson singing? I didn't say that. I don't think that MJ was ever an, an influence. Absolutely it was. So that's why I don't hear it. I don't think, I think he's just whining. I think he's trying to be, to sound emotional and like he means something. And you hear MJ and I just don't. 
<laughs> you don't have to get irritated because I don't hear it. <laughs> They've been like, is it about this? Is it about like the draft? Is it, what is it about? Uh, uh, the dad came home and he was on methamphetamines and he tried to get the kid to make methamphetamines with him and then they, they were outside in the garage and it went and then Johnny didn't quite die. He ran off into the woods while he was still aflame, like, hey, I'm on fire. Help me, I'm on fire. <laughs> I, I don't have an end. I, I don't know what happened to Johnny either. I was hoping this song was going to explain, and then... There's no explanation. There's no explanation from them. They'll try and make it sound some big flowery something. But it was just an open-ended thing from the get-go. Oh, they'll embellish. Where did Johnny go? They make stuff up later as they get older. <laughs> it's it's crazy to me that you don't hear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Taylor Hansen. I do like that though because this, I think that happens a lot when we do this podcast. Is you'll come to me and be like, "Oh, this sounds just like David Lee Roth." Oh my God. What? <laughs> Usually not musically. It's like a vocal thing. But I, yeah, I just. I just hear a whiny little boy. I don't hear. Well, I think that's what I hear when I listen to Michael Jackson, too. <laughs> Except he's just in the background tied up. I do want to hear this dramatic part, please. Because his voice is intense. He can't hit that note anymore. He does not hit that note at, well, at the I would, end. I would think not. It's a fucking high-ass note. That's the thing. He, it took him being a kid to be able to do that. That's what I think is interesting, to write songs one way, and then your voice just doesn't fucking work like that anymore. And you have to, like, totally redesign the song, basically. Yeah, or change the key, because I know for sure when I learned that Umbot version for you, they were... In a Those more modern guys, style. They sang it in yeah. a way different key than they wrote it than it is on this album. It was almost like three whole tones down. Which I mean, it's smart to do. I mean, if you gotta what do they call it? Adapt? You gotta adapt to what's going on. If you can't hit those notes anymore, if you're not a thirteen year old boy anymore, <laughs> then uh, it's time that you need to sing it like you're actually in your twenties just another I think uh, unfortunate aspect of getting this album deal when they did and just kind of being locked into this time in their life which definitely does not like that's what is in people's head of who they are but it's not descriptive of who they are as adult men yeah like I said earlier, just locked into being children yeah forever. it's just burning your brain 
I mean, when you think of Hanson, do you think of boys, little boy Hanson first, or do you think of adult Hanson? I think of adult Hanson, but that's because I still listen to them. Yeah. I don't love everything that they've done, but I do. Uh, I have enjoyed songs that Hanson have put out throughout the years. Now Taylor. I'm still a fan. And now Taylor looks like uh, Daryl Hall. And I don't understand that because I don't know what Daryl Hall looks like now. This is what Daryl Hall looks like now. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Just because of the hair, that's it. Daryl Hall has kind of a John Mellencamp face, so I don't see that mm. on Taylor Hanson. Look at this picture of Daryl Hall back in the the fucking heyday. That's like, oh, here she goes. That's that's Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates. Daryl Hall. Hi, Michelle. I'm Daryl Hall. Yeah, there's nothing handsome about that. Bullshit. I'd rather. You don't want those teeth. Biting on your clit. <laughs> he has no upper lip. I'd rather sit my fucking vagina on a man with You're right. on a man with a nice fucking mustache who can give me the ride of a lifetime. I do have a nice mustache. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about Hall, not Hall Oates. John Oates. I was talking about Oates, baby. Oh, I would sit on that mustache too, for two reasons. One, it would feel good, and two, it probably clean my asshole pretty well. That sounds fun. I think that it's uh, like a time shoe polisher. <laughs> that we should probably take a break. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. All right, let's take a break and uh, we'll be back later, guys. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by. Is your craving for adventure parallel to your intense desire to fondle fluffy animals? Want to avoid an attack by gaining the trust of the very creatures that nature designed to digest you? This isn't about domesticating bloodthirsty animals. This is about you seeing what you are made of when attempting to conquer a monster. Can you gain the love of your soon-to-be mauler by coaxing them into your arms for some sweet affection? Or are you trust falling into the belly of the beast? Who needs limits when you have balls and the heart of a warrior? Let's ask Aaron Neville. This mole on my face is actually a scar from a baboon. Bind yourself with nature, whether through friendship or bloodshed. Test your limits for honor or for shit's sake. Join carnivore cuddlers where man has been testing nature since the beginning of time. This episode is also brought to you by... Hey, pussy! Chandeliers are the manliest lighting decoration on this fucking planet! You gonna let the Feminazis take your balls, tie up, and make you use an Edison vault? Fuck that! You need a gorgeous top-of-the-line handmade chandelier hanging in that man cave. Hillary Clinton didn't have chandeliers at Benghazi, and look what that got us! Lock her up! Anyway, get a chandelier today from fuck I don't know! Do some research, you goddamn millennials! LEDs? Softwire 80 watts? Throw that shit in the dumpster, you sorry excuse for a man. Get a chandelier today, right now.
do, babe. It's going to be hard to turn this off. Oh, man. All kneel before our gosh. All hail Weird Al. Dig it, man. Polka party. Get it out of here. This is hard for me. Get it out of here. I don't like turning this off. The umbop part is very funny. The polkas are always fun for me. Me too. But this isn't a podcast about Weird Al yet. It it needs to be way more than it is. I don't know what we're doing. We're fucking around. We're making mistakes. (laughs) We're fucking around. (laughs) So we are in the middle of reviewing Middle of Nowhere by Hanson. We are in the middle of the album. I would say that's somewhere. And uh, so far, it's just us jamming out to these sweet little boys just doing their best. Being little boys. They're they're driven yeah. by music and their love of rock and roll, and uh, I support them. Yeah, they're Good nice, polite Canadian boys here to give us their absolute purest rock and roll they can. With a little bit of soul influence. Yeah. A little bit of soul influence, but there's, there's a lot of uh, regular uh, country. A lot of regular, regular country? Just kidding. There's a lot of pop. There's no country on this fucking There's no album. country at all. All right. Well, I say we get back Let's into it. Let's jump back Let's into it. it. Let's jump back into this Hanson blanket. There's a bed. There are tons of blankets. I find the Hanson blanket. I'm wrapping myself up in it. What kind of uh, thread count on this Hanson blanket? Fucking uh, 8,000. Oh, shit. Look at you. This is, this is the This is the song that... I mistook for the song earlier. This is the one where he's like, you gotta dance. Get up. Come yep. on now. This is the only song that I think they've ever done about just dancing. I think. I'm pretty sure. All Everything else has uh, more substance, but this is this is fun, Hanson. This is young, fun. Funson? This is Funson. Yeah, this is like I a was party. a fanson. I imagine a house party in my head. And there's Cuban ladies dancing around. But in their solo cups, they have fucking Kool-Aid. No. No, they're 11 and they're drinking alcohol. They're fucking wasted, man. The oldest was 16, so... Oh, yeah, he was already doing heroin. And let's not forget, Hanson put... They came out, I think it was like 2013. They came out with M-Hops. They have their own beer. Which means they like real hoppy beer. It's called M-Hop. They like it to be strong. Hops. Which, I mean, hoppy beer is always strong. Uh, I'm not an IPA person, which is hoppy. It's just not... I prefer the barley flavor over the hoppy flavor, personally. I prefer alcohol content they in all- any way, shape, or form. <laughs> they also have a, a, a hop-based... It's, I don't remember what it's called, like Hop Fest or something like that. Some festival every year. I think it's called Hanson Mania Fest. 2003 every and year for some reason they uh yeah they have uh, their own music festival which is I think like indie rock in Oklahoma every year so good for them they also help raise money for AIDS stuff okay which one of them has AIDS uh they went to South Africa and apparently there are a lot of people in Africa with AIDS yeah so it's a real problem over there many yeah. of them have AIDS yeah, it's a very big... Look at them. Very big problem. 
so there was something that I read that I think is interesting that about Hanson. Yeah, and this was on Wikipedia, so who the fuck knows? If oh, this it's one hundred percent truth. Then lay it on me, sister. Yeah. So don't call me sister because we've had sex. Um, I know. That's why I called you sister. It's always been a dream to have a sister and fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you know how sisters work. <laughs> uh, I can only dream with a rock hard erection. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, you read something interesting about Hanson. I did. And you Didn't still I? don't remember what it is. I sure did. Fuck, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Michelle. It's more a disservice to the people. Oh, shit. This is where they let the child come in. Oh, he comes in, yeah. And they, they let the fucking hyperactive kid take over for some reason and just be wild. I want to know how he feels about this now as an adult. I bet they look on it now like, Haha, we were a bunch of kids having fun. Look at one eye goose. I really have an active memory of despising Zach. Well, this is only going to solidify that. Oh, it brought me back. See, the last thing I remember talking about is how they raised money for AIDS in South Africa. That's the last thing I remember talking about. And then I forgot what I was going to say. what I get. I'm sorry. That's what I get for being married to some asshole. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what I get for having a trash brain. Trash brain. Um. Oh, hold on. You need to hold on. It's beautiful. So. Doesn't make sense. When I was saying uh, I hated Zach, this actually made me like him more because I was like, yeah, hey, he's just making goofy noises. <laughs> Even though he's the hyperactive little brother that they he, just let go loose. Yeah, I remember that always being the case. Like in interviews, he would just be like mm-hmm. real hyper and just like interrupt and be fucking not even weird, but just like annoying. Like he was, who gave this kid a Mountain Dew? God damn it. I bet it was just that he was a little boy that had all this built up energy and was forced <laughs> to like sit and do interviews and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. And like he just. He wasn't ready for that. Like he was still just a man. He was just a boy. Yeah. He was just Just a boy. So he was just a boy. He was just a boy. (laughs) So let's roll on into the one and only song on this entire album that the little baby boy Zach sang. Yeah, this is Lucy. Here we go. This is the only song that maybe has almost kind of a country feel because of the harmonica. Yeah. Which I believe is played by Taylor. I don't know if it is at this time, but I know he so, knows how to play harmonica now. It's so funny they add that little electronic beat in the beginning where it's like. <laughs> this has always been a skippable song for me. I'm not even going to fuck around with it. I, I can't understand why. It seems like it was literally, we got to give this kid a song so we don't hurt his feelings. They didn't. Isaac doesn't have a song that he sings all by himself. Yeah, but he gets that real sweet. 
almost rap part where he's like, get on down. He has a song that he sings most of, but not all by himself entirely. I would hear this song, and it would remind me of a song that I fucking love, because I don't like this song. I couldn't stand it. Oh, I'm but, not uh, surprised. It reminds me only because of Lucy. It reminds me of Lucille by Frank Zappa. Uh, and I love that song. <laughs> well, I think because he says things like, I love Lucy, that makes me think of someone else. The Beatles? No, Sam, I think about grapes. I think about grapes, Sam. <laughs> being smashed. You're thinking about Ricky Ricardo? No. That's Taylor right there, right? No, this is all that was Zach. Him. Oh, it's all him? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, didn't he impress me there? His little boy, baby boy. Just in swaddling in a blanket. Someone just held him up to the microphone to record this part. Hey, you little piece of shit, get up there and say... No one talked to him like that. He was in a swaddling blanket. You don't understand, children. You, you go in the exact opposite direction of how you need to go I don't kids. understand children, but I understand the wrecking business, all right? Let's get the fuck up there and you do what I say. You don't like it, you get the fuck out. Well, I'll bring another singer in here and then make it seem like you did. I'm the producer for Millie fucking Vanilli. My name's Billy Manilli. is annoying 100% oh I don't know why they decided to give a song to the youngest kid I'm gonna oh, go ahead and fade, fade that out. out oh man there wasn't anything was significant left on that well I mean we it's fucking 10 o'clock at night already it's a weeknight <laughs> uh, it's time to uh, start rolling through this now this next song it was excuse me I'm sorry I'm a little uh I'm a little uh, sinusy. It's that time of year and I'm allergic to everything. This was the third single. This is the last single that we are playing from the album. This is the third single, I Will Come to You. Does this surprise you that it was a single? I've been saying I will come on you. Of course you have. does not surprise me this was a single I don't know this as a single but I don't think that this would have been radio friendly and I didn't have MTV at this time I don't think so if there was like a video for it it's not something I would have seen hmm. so I don't know the song as a single at all the music is ridiculous right there that like clap track I mean, I know every word to every song on this album, so it's not like I'm not gonna indulge sometimes and just sing along, but. Call those the Michelle karaoke moments. MKMs. You sing too. I know, and those are called SKMs. 
but that stands for standard karaoke moments. I won't come to you. Are you telling me this? The last thing I need to go to if I'm in a moment of sadness is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real good with sadness. Leave the fuck up there, kiddo. No, you'll specifically make a joke uh, from the opposite direction because you think it's funny to be a turd. It is funny to be a turd. Tell me one time, turds aren't funny. Turds are always funny, but there's a time and place for turddom, which I mean is most of the time, but there's still, you know, every once in a while where you should be socially aware of uh, appropriate things to do during appropriate times. You won't have to reach out for me because I won't be there. I have a problem with this song because you're like, I'll come to you. Unless I'm on tour and I'm in Pittsburgh Cause I have to play it later on Saturday I think, yeah, I think that this is just a, uh, across the board yeah, I think this is another open-ended song It's generic That's, that's a gen- genuine problem I have with Pop The music. age, know their age and then writing songs of topics like yeah. this Yeah, makes it's sense like, It's like, I get it, you can write, you can write from a side view of things they're so dramatic it's like they're trying to teach you a life lesson it's like motherfucker you haven't been through life yet you're 11 like you've gone through a lot of weird stuff because you're in this business that you're in and you've probably seen some crazy shit not yet though but this was their first real studio album even to get to this point you're still seeing crazy stuff you're still playing out you're still doing weird shit being at places at weird hours going to truck stops all the fucking time which yeah their harmonies the homeschool thing by the way are not nearly as good here it was just standing out to me right here like it's okay but you can still you can hear specific voices way more I think that that's yeah. something that they got better at with age that definitely got tighter sorry that was just something that I heard that I didn't don't think I noticed this whole time they were insanely tight on that uh symphony thing yeah but that's probably one of the benefits of, again, being in a musical group with not only siblings, but siblings who are rather close yeah. in age. Once again, Bob and I, when we hit those harmonies. You guys are not close in age. People weep. What? There are eight years between you two. Try two. Try two times four. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So let's roll on into the next song because we still have a handful of songs left. A Minute Without You. So there was this time. I went to IU for a short amount of time, but I wasn't able to complete it because I didn't grow up with money. Um, And I wasn't able to pay off my first semester before moving on to my second. So uh, I only have a semester of college education under my belt. But right after I left... Hanson came through and played at IU. What? And I wasn't able to go. What? And, uh... You must have been pissed. It was, like, Bobby Nick and some other people, and they called me during this song because they know I always love this song. And, uh, 
it was it sounded shitty and he i mean now cell phones still sometimes sound shitty when they record live stuff but definitely in uh 2005 which is when it would have been uh it didn't sound good so i could barely make out what it was but i was so jealous that sucks i've this song has always been that sucks to this day spoiler known for being my song so people know my friends know that i like this song this 1440 hours in my day and it's super cheesy and it has this fucking ridiculous part to it which is super like dust brothery sound which is what i imagine the chemical thing where they add like clips in from other stuff i don't know what chemical thing but the it's the dust brothers yeah the sound i said chemical did i say chemical yeah uh, the Dust Brothers, not the Chemical Brothers. I meant to say that, like, clip sound. They put in clips from things. Like that drum thing. I think that was drum beat from something else. Yeah, stuff like that is cheesy. And even the overall, like, positive sound of this is cheesy. But there's something about this song that I've always really enjoyed. And Isaac, the oldest, is actually the main lead throughout this song. Even though you can really hear Zach's high-pitched fucking voice. Yeah. Because their voices are so different and non I mean half more than half of the spectrum is like 67% of the group is underdeveloped so you can the harmonies just aren't quite as good castrados almost no free balls that doesn't mean they have their balls removed I said castrados almost almost Edward James almost that just seems like a that's not an almost thing. That's an either or. That's a really extreme. That's a yes or a no. That's not a maybe. That's a definite maybe. You can cut one off. And you still have one. You haven't been completely castrated. You cut You're not a castrato. You cut that one almost all the way off. So then you're almost. I mean, it's still there, so you're not a complete no, castrato. Uh, Shut the I, fuck that's up. That's why I said almost. No, I hate Listen it. Listen to the goddamn words I'm saying. I know. Edward I James almost. Don't think it matters, because it'll heal back and it'll reconnect. Well, I don't think the word reconnect matters. Take that. Your that you just said didn't make sense. Well, this is a situation where... Oh, guess what? Situation. I don't accept that word now where either. Where turds aren't good. <laughs> and that's how you're this acting when, right now. This is when turds are... Correct. This is when I'm wondering if we need to turn this podcast off and now. if uh, you need to cool off for a little bit. Cool out. Because you're definitely getting steamy up in here. I am not steamy at all. I'm fucking around with you. I'm having a good time. Are you? Because your face is red. Your cheeks are red. I'm actually in a very big amount of pain right now. And I have been for like the last four minutes. What's happening? I've just been trying to like still talk. My ribs, man. Every once in a while I just move and boom. It's like I got punched in the side. Well, you punched yourself in the side, essentially. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It was a bad fall on the mini ramp. It hurts. I crushed my rib. <coughs> I have a tickle in my throat so I can't get rid of. The red on my face was from the pain. I was actually just being... And the growl in your fucking voice. Yeah. I'm, if I breathe deep, it hurts. So I'm using like the last bit of air so it makes my voice go regularly. Okay. But carry on, please, my dear. All right, I'll just play through the rest of this album. Let's go on to Madeline. A lot, of le- a lot less conversation and a lot a lot more flying through the album because Sam is miserable. And he's making this... Will you not stop making that sound? I'm dancing now. Yeah. Yeah, you're also making that sound constantly. 
It doesn't matter what you're doing with your body. <laughs> I'm dancing and grooving. This song is very uh, groovy, um, in my opinion. After this song plays, you have to go back to the beginning for me, and I'm going to sing some lyrics along with it. Well, it, it might give you a kick, and it might not, but I want to do it anyway. Why don't I just do it right now? Before oh, because you I was going to look up the lyrics first because I can't ever remember. It's not just so just, me. just let it go for now. You know I belong with you. Oh, look out where we're going. Tell me what can I say? I'm just singing for you guys. Uh, not well either. It's Michelle Karaoke mm, My allergies are awful right MKM. now. My throat hurts. I did a sleep study recently. I probably oh, just yeah. have sleep apnea. You definitely have sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> what I've seen. All I know is I wake up feeling fucking super tired all the time. I wake up a lot during the night. I have a hard time falling asleep, especially when I have a bunch of wires hooked up to me. Yeah, that was so fucking weird looking with all those wires on it. It took me like two hours to fall asleep. It was fucking miserable. I don't see how... I know that it's trying to help you, but I can't imagine how anybody can get an accurate reading with all those wires. Well, because as I mean, I had a conversation with someone who's on the opposite end of the spectrum and has narcolepsy. Yeah. So I think in a case like that, it's very accurate. Oh, Because yeah, it shows true. how fast they fucking fall asleep, how deep they're asleep, how, how they don't wake up. The condition they can fall asleep under. Well, actually, I think that person still does wake up a lot, but they can just fall asleep super fast. Yeah. But they don't have, they still don't have like quality sleep. And then my problem is restless leg syndrome. <laughs> Which was within the questionnaire of what I had to answer. If any of, my, if any of our critics out there, our fellow listeners, our, our fellow, we don't listen to this. I don't listen to this. It shows because there are things that you're supposed to do, like add weird algongs. Gotta write this down. Man. And then you like we'll have conversations about it on, and you'll release the episode, and uh, <laughs> no weird algongs. And I think that that definitely doesn't help us. No, but I'm an idiot. That's part of my brand. And then you're told multiple times and reminded multiple times, and you still don't do it. I'm a busy man. I gotta sit on the couch. And skate and hurt yourself. I haven't skated since I hurt myself. Complicated. I mean, I skate at work, but I just go back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's just going back and forth. Of course you do. It's better than walking. It's better than Christopher walking. I'm not like hitting ramps and shit. I'm just getting from point A to point B. It's like a wheelchair, but I stand on it. So one thing that I think I haven't said yet, I know I haven't said, my very first actual CD that I ever purchased was when my dad was a member of BMG Music Club, or Columbia House, I think it was BMG, and uh, through him, I ordered Hanson. It was your first CD? My actual first CD that I owned was this album, and... uh, there's there's a hidden track that on this just became a track. But it used to be a hidden track and was not on the tape. So as far as I knew, this next track that we're going to go into, which is a song that they wrote about their grandmother who had passed away. I need the beginning of this song again. Oh, God damn it. 
This is why it would have been nice to just and do I, that much earlier. Well, I told you I wasn't ready. Oh, well, then maybe you should have said just it when you were ready. Just go with the fucking flow! You ready? Well, the flow isn't, uh... Just go flowy. with the flow! The flow sucks. I'm ready. Here we go. Uh, I, I gotta wait for him to start singing. And it's not the flow. I got a problem with your flow. My flow's flowing fine. Some people's hot. Some people's cold. Some people's not very swift to behold. Some people do it. Some see right through it. Some wear pajamas. If only they knew it. For some reason... That's what I heard every time I heard this song. I don't know what that is. That's the beginning of Pajama People by Uh, Frank Zappa. For some reason, every time I heard this song since the very first time I heard it. That makes you think of Pajama People? Just that beginning part. I don't know why. And I just wanted to share it because, I mean, it wasn't like the third listen. I was like, oh, well, this kind of sounds like this. It was as soon as it came on, I was just like, Pajama People. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why because it's. Not really doesn't sound like it. You do but love that song. For some reason, though. I was there. Yeah, absolutely love that song. All right. Now, as I was saying, this next song was what I thought was it, for me, this was the last track on the album when I had this on tape. I had the cassette of this. This is a song they wrote about their grandmother who passed away, uh, which is where I think that they're being a little mature here um, with you in your dreams. Are you okay? That was a that was a uh, recorded pain sound. I touched it. Don't touch it. Obviously now, <laughs> I didn't realize it was like that. This is about their grandma dying. Yeah, but it's positive. Oh, so they hate her. <laughs> it's very uh. Maybe this is one of the life experiences that they had to write about. Maybe they were really close to their grandmother, Maybe which I so. assume so because they were a big family. Yeah. Being homeschooled, I yeah. assume that that's like a family-based thing because as far as I know, they're currently uh, homeschooling their children. Yeah, they got to train them all to be the Hanson army eventually to take over the world. just nice from like a corny perspective it's nice if i had kids who wrote a fucking sweet song about my parent who passed away i think i would think it would be touching i just i don't know it's nice and it seems genuine even though it's really whiny and it seems premature but it is from an actual perspective of something that they've been through but this sound right here with this like track it's lame that's that dust brothers mm-hmm. influence that weird produced backing track sound to your point i assume even as a parent like the whole time you would just be like look at my boys <laughs> i'd be proud as fuck if my kids did something like this when they were little kids <laughs> they're paying for all their own stuff thank god well, actually, that was one of the things that I had mentioned earlier when there was the merging of the record companies yeah. and they had the weird thing with the promotion and whatnot. 
So because they're they had low record sales, sells blah, 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 blah. their sales were low because of the record company not being able to promote. So they had their funding pulled back for touring. So they went out and toured on their own dime. It's good for them. They've always been driven. And that have they since then have they been like they started their own music like their, their own thing they started their own company yeah that's smart of them when they were young they started their own company and they've been recording on that since then that's good that's way smarter for people to do nowadays they anyway. took over their shit they took and control from like the beginning almost yeah, yeah. like fuck you these are our songs now mm-hmm. so they do everything like on their own for the most part and have for the majority of their career which is why I can't fucking do anything but respect them as far as I'm concerned because and I'm not saying other people don't I'm not saying they deserve respect above or below anyone else I just they are true musicians they are people who have always done everything that they can they haven't just settled and hung out and partied uh, it's just always been about being on the road making new music and being on the road making new music and trying new things and I fucking respect these kids, even though they're older than me. Not the one. He was actually born in October, and I was born in December. So I'm older than him. By a month, and I am younger than him. Gotcha, motherfucker. I'm coming for you, Zach. (laughs) I've been waiting for this day since I was 11. So when I was a little girl, that was the end of the album for me. Oh, really? That was the end of the album, and I was in love. And then I got this on a CD, and I remember listening to it. I had a CD player set up, and I was going through the tracks, and what the fuck? I was, for the first time, introduced to what is a track on its own now in the modern world, Man from Milwaukee. MFM. Which is the goofiest song that they, they haven't done anything goofy. This is the only goofy song. This has no heartfelt premise. This is just a jammy song about a goofy man, a goofy place, Milwaukee. Well, for some reason, I get a Melissa Etheridge feel from this song, and I don't know anything about weird. Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> That's weird. Her just name pops into my head. This big tell me about the sky. Even when you sing, I still don't know what lyrics are. <laughs> That's just how bad I am with words. You don't know what's being said at all? No, and I was trying to listen to you just then, and I was like, Letting this big don't know toad. What the fuck she's saying. Letting this big toad bald man sitting here telling me about the sky. Interesting. The song is just about an old man who talks about weird stuff at a bus stop. I don't trust this man. And he talks about the aliens and how they're going to come get him and take him home, essentially. I don't trust this man. I feel like something bad happened. He's from Albertine. <laughs> there they use more than 10% you of the brain. I don't need to. You don't know what's being said. I know, but you don't need to see it. Oh, are you sure thing. you don't mean to talk all, all of this out for you? Absolutely. I know for a fact. <laughs> That'd be funny if that's what the podcast became. Just think of us saying Just me. Monotone speaking the yeah. lyrics over the song. Maybe I'm hallucinating. 
hyperventilating. If you ask me now, I couldn't tell you why. I've been sitting here too long. By a man from Milwaukee. He's talking too long on his yellow walkie-talkie. He's talking too much. I think he's wacky. He says they'll come get him. Come get him someday. Then he said, come to the bathroom with me, little boy. Oh, they're letting the little boy take over again. He still does this. He just doesn't scream like a kid, but he fucking brings the megaphone out. I was going to say, is he megaphone? Is he due to Scott Weiland? And it's all baby bird. Baby I'm bird, do you copy? I'm Scott Weiland. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> Those are the words, right? I just thought so, it was I'm Scott Weiland. Yeah, this song was totally different for me because the whole album is just all emotional, uh, just heartfelt stuff. So what did it make you feel where you were like, Ugh. I loved it. Oh. You just I, loved the whole album. I think I knew the song from, like fish. from VHSs, but I didn't know. I like I didn't have it. And then you did. And then I had it. And I was very happy. I think that this is also a song that's mostly driven by the youngest. But it's not awful like Lucy. Take me away. So it's and it's hard. It's really about them talking to a mentally ill man in a bus station. Yeah, I mean, with a big toe. This big-toed bald man sitting here telling him about the sky. So, we can also deduce that he does not have shoes on. And that these kids are fucking shallow. Ooh, that was a nice breeze. You feeling the wind on you? I feel the wind. On your skin. So that's the Hanson album. That is middle of nowhere. You did it. I did it. The people that just listened to this did it. You made it. You never have to listen to it again. And it's time to get to... You mean get to listen to it's time to get to the questions that we have for the podcast. Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Uh. <laughs> questions, questions, questions. What you got? You got answers? Because I got questions. Gimme. So, basically, what we do is go through just a, uh, uh, some questions that I wrote down every episode. Um, it's the same questions all the time. It's pretty basic. Let's roll on into this. Um, Michelle, why did you choose this? Well, I thought it was time to give Sam something that was finally maybe a little bit challenging. I, and, and he said something that was said to me through text is, I think you've been easy on me. And it must have been during that song. That you were like, oh God, this is rough. Yes. And I agree. I think I have been easier on you. Because uh, there are all kinds of things that I like that I know that you wouldn't be into. But I think we're both trying to be nice. But maybe it's time to branch out a little bit. And I thought that this is something that you're at least somewhat familiar with. I was really interested to see how it would go. So, yeah. Curiosity was a big reason why I gave this to you. Um, what do I think you thought of it when I gave it to you? I thought you were worried. I thought you were like, okay, this is going to be awful. 
What was your judgment prior to listening to it? Uh, nothing really hits me anymore when you give me the albums. I don't really like have, because I've been proven too many times to not be as bad as I expected it. So for some reason anymore, my initial reaction to albums so far is just, okay. So, but I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be my bag. I knew I was probably going to be like, yeah, but, mm-hmm. but I haven't been hitting the chest in a while. So you didn't really have any judgment? Mm. Nothing. I knew, I, knew it, I knew I probably wasn't going to like it, but I wasn't like dreading it. Okay. Do you know how many times that you listened to it? Probably like four and a half. Okay. And a half. Right, maybe even five, because I think I got two halves. So I'm going to count it as five. Okay. That's fine. Which I, I think is pretty good. Uh, Yeah. It could have been three. could have been two and a half. <laughs> it could have been whatever. Um, I honestly don't know how many times I listened to it. I imagine it was sometime between, somewhere between eight and ten. Maybe more. I have no idea. Do you know what your least favorite song is? I assume that you probably do. Uh, yeah, it's that one fucking song. I got it. I don't know what the song is called. So you're gonna know if you see it. Yeah, I gotta look at the list. So, what would you say that? Oh, there's a moth. It just oh, flew right in. Oh no, it's not a moth. It's one of those fucking bugs that have been hanging out above my head. It's not a moth, as I just said. Um, it's not the Mothman. Yearbook. Yearbook? Oh, Jesus. I did not think that was going to be your least favorite. I thought we were going to agree on this. Yeah, no. Yearbook is so overly dramatic. Dun, dun, dun. I uh, guess I... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you you do want to listen to that, right? That's what you just said to me. You were like, play it, Michelle. Yeah, yeah, You're like, I want to hear it so bad. Yeah, I want to hear it again. Yeah, I just want to hear it all at the time. Where did Johnny go? It's funny that they they picked a specific name of an actual person, <laughs> but that person doesn't even exist. Um, my absolute least favorite song is has and will always be Lucy. I mean, this is right up there with the one with me. And I probably just now played like the best part of the entire song because it's kind of painful for me. Yeah, the beginning of the song is awful. Day Lucy. What's that other song? There was another song that was a contender. Uh, with you in your dreams, or I will come to you. When you have no light to guide you. No. And I want to walk beside you. Oh, no. You. Uh. Weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like that song either. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it anything, strange? Anything about, I can't think of one ballad from any artist that I like. Like, I just, I just hate that chord progression. There's just a standard general chord progression that most ballads are, mm-hmm. and there's one tempo that most ballads are, which is that. So, I just I think of kids dancing in a fucking ballroom, and I don't know. I just I think of like never a middle school dance. Ballads. Never liked ballads. So we have to flip the script now, though. 
favorite. And I am interested. I'm extra interested in knowing what okay. your favorite song on this album is. I had texted you that on the first listen, you in knew. rare podcast form, I knew, and it changed. Okay. It fucking changed. Will you tell me? In, which is not rare podcast form. That's typical. What was it? Can you tell me what it was Originally, first? I was going Man from Milwaukee because it was just goofy. It was mm-hmm. the only song that I was just like, oh, finally, just some fucking song that doesn't mean anything. And that's what I assumed. Okay, that would make sense. But I think I got to go with uh, the song that was getting stuck in my head the most, Where's the Love? Where's the Love? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, kind of yeah. surprised about got that. Got stuck in my head the most. I don't know. It's not like I technically like the song. It's just the best one on this one. It's definitely the catchiest for you and got stuck in your head the most. Yeah, I I mean, I was walking around work just being like, where's the love? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, as it was, is, and will always continue being uh, a minute without you. Damn it, I was going to (laughs) guess. I already knew you already gave it away earlier. Yeah, a minute without you has always been my favorite. Oh, right here. Yeah, love I, it. I think this. <laughs> <laughs> I think this song is a uh, so poppy. And no, it's a weird concept. Like they're literally, they did sit down at one point and we're like, okay, how many? Like, unless they just chose a random number. I think they just chose a random number. But in my head, they were like, all right, how many days are we talking about here, fellas? All right, time is by this. <laughs> 24 hours in a day. <laughs> 1,440 hours. I don't think it actually equals out to anything. I think I tried to figure it out once. <laughs> you tried to do the math. I don't think it worked out to anything. I think they just uh, chose a number that worked and fit when they were singing. And can you imagine if every day it did actually feel like that? I would have killed myself when I was nine. Would you? You feel like every day is a thousand something fucking how many hours? 1,440 hours. 600 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That fit way too well. Okay. So um, how did I originally feel about this? in love with it. I was oh, obsessed. You loved it. Of course I was obsessed. And I'm not I'm not obsessed with it anymore. Um I I am definitely as an adult able to acknowledge the things that are weak yeah. and cheesy, which I think I still kind of knew it then, but I didn't care. When you're younger, you don't care at all. But I'm not going to pretend like there aren't some songs on here that I thoroughly enjoy as an adult. And I do like the string theory versions of some of the songs from this album and other Songs from other albums as well. So, again, I'm I'm just a fan. So I'm. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. What um, were you gonna say? Got a question. Okay. Do you listen to other Hanson albums, right? Yeah, but no other or is full this Hanson the one? album. Oh, really? This is the only one in its entirety okay. that I enjoy. Would you say they get more serious? Yes. Like more ballady serious, or more like rock and roll serious, like a. I would say they, uh, there's a balance. There's a pretty even balance with there. It's just that their topics, they're always still about love and things. Love. Um, but then there are other things that they talk about, just kind of worldly issues and things as well. So, yeah, I don't know. They matured. They they changed, man. And Michelle loved it from would the I, first listen. Would I recommend this today? God, this is with stuff like this. It's hard. 
Because sometimes yeah. it's easy to just be like, yeah, I love this. But with something like this, would I recommend it? I mean, it's hard to say. I will say yes if you are around my age and understand. Because there are going to be a lot of people who are older who are just like, this is oh, fucking they have They would have never liked it. Like, and there are people my our age who are just going to be like, this is fucking awful. I've been miserable this entire episode. And I get yeah, it. Yeah. But still, I think that there's a little more understanding because this is what I was going to say earlier. This is what I read earlier. This is the thing. I got it back. It just popped back in my head. What I had read was Hanson was often blamed for the for being like the intro to the big super late nineties pop explosion. Cause they did come before all of that. Like boy like, band explosion before you mean? that happened. Yes. I could, so, I, I, I could see why they would say that. So people will throw that blame on Hanson, but then give them absolutely zero credit for any of that. And just let Hanson fall off the face of the fucking planet. Yeah. Which is kind of not fair. If you're going to blame them, then you're giving them that responsibility. They should also have like the positives of that responsibility, but I don't think they deserve that responsibility. I don't think they have anything to do with that because what they were doing was completely fucking different from boy bands, even though they, this is technically classified under like a boy band. Well, fuck, which is weird because they actually like wrote and played instruments and it was a whole, they were not dancing on stage. They never did anything like that. I mean, if that's the case, then Pantera was a boy band. That's, yeah. You know? Yeah. And Corpuside, we used to label ourselves the heaviest boy band in the world. (laughs) 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 But, uh, fuck, I don't remember what I was going to say. Carry on, whatever. I was going to ask you a question, but poof, it's gone. But you were looking through the yearbook and you found that empty space. (laughs) Okay, so. She's had her boobs out this whole time. Definitely not the case. <laughs> if that were the case, you wouldn't be able to see them past this table. <laughs> I love making jokes Ow. like that. Acting like I have grandma tits. You made me laugh and it hurt. You're welcome. Well, um, would you ever choose to listen to this again? <laughs> I can't uh, even get it out. Sorry. Only every other day, every other hour. Other than that, no. And you know what? I'm actually going to take that back and say no in general. Okay. I'm going to say this. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. The first listen, I absolutely hated it. Guaranteed. The first. But by like the third, I was like, okay, I've gotten my mind in where I need to. I've gotten like I broke the fucking cast. You know, the the hard part was over. And then I didn't end up hating it. I I hate a couple songs. Oh, for sure. But I don't hate it in general. I think perspective matters. I don't think that you can put this on the same level as an adult. These are kids who did the best that they could. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to do that fucking good when I was their age. I can't do this. Yeah. That good now. So, like, I can't. That's why I feel like in certain aspects. I make the music I make. I respect. (laughs) I I respect Hanson because they've always been writing and performing their music from the get-go they've been always touring they've not made a ton of money in their career but they do what they do because they love it and they do different things like the string theory thing and they've put out different acoustic type versions of things and 
I just think it works. Next, they need to do a metal album, I guess. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. No, please no. <laughs> I'm almost to the point where I don't think we need any more metal bands. <laughs> I, I'm not going to disagree with you there. So, okay. It's time. We're to the part of the podcast where you tell me what is next. It's my turn to listen next. It's your turn to choose. No it's, more Hanson anymore. It's my turn to choose. You never have to listen to, to choose, Hanson to again. Choose, so Sam. To choose, to choose, to choose, to choose, to choose this album, which I've never thought of this band until this week. I can't believe I never thought of this before. We've already done 32 episodes at this point. This is episode 32. Congratulations. And I've had many bands pop in my head. Okay. And I've put them to the side, you know, like, I'll wait on that. This band never popped in my head once, and as soon as it did, I was fucking astonished that it hadn't popped in once. I don't know how it hasn't, because this is a band that I've mentioned. Yes, and she already knows. It's Metallica's first major release, Kill Em All. Love it. Leave it. Lube it? Does that Bend work? down and retrieve it. Yeah, yeah. Love Kill it, leave all. it, bend down and retrieve it. I would like to point out, enjoy listening to that Metallica album on a streaming service. <laughs> Bada bing. Bada boom. All right. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. We always appreciate you dealing with us, especially since yeah. our podcasts are getting longer because we just fucking ramble. They are getting longer. So uh, sorry about that. To talk. And thank you for listening to us get weird with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I don't ever feel weird. I feel fine. I feel normal. Okay, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. I think it's probably a good time to do that. Bye, guys. Thank you. We love you. Bye, bye.